Hi, this is Taylor Stuber. And this is Sean Smithgall. We are both clinical pharmacists, faculty members, and your hosts for The Postgraduate Pharmacist. Welcome back, Sasso Squad, and any new listeners to another episode of The Postgraduate Pharmacist, where we're all about helping you separate and stand out as you prepare for postgraduate training. From current events to expert advice, we bring you up-to-date content every other Monday related to postgraduate training. Join the Sasso Squad today and follow us on Twitter at PG Pharmacist or Instagram and LinkedIn at The Postgraduate Pharmacist. And check out our website at postgraduatepharmacist.com where you can get all of our latest content. If you love the show and want to support what we're doing, check out ways to spread the word on our website or buy us a cup of coffee. We could always use the caffeine. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I hope everybody had a great holiday break. Enjoying the new year so far. Getting in. It's a stressful time. We're here to help. This is going to be another episode of the PGP Fundamentals, where we break down phase one, phase two of the match. You know, we'll do phase one on this episode. Next episode, we'll do phase two of the match, kind of talk a little bit about what happens after phase two. And so I think we've got an exciting couple of episodes here to kind of just give you the basics to everything you need to know about the match. Taylor, it's good to see you again after the holidays. Big move, right? Yeah, it was a busy holiday. I am no longer an Alabama resident. I'm a Missouri resident now. So that happened over the holidays. Back in your hometown, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's start with phase one. Yeah, and I know uh, currently when we're as as we're recording this episode, the uh, class of twenty twenty three is going through this process, and it's a busy and stressful time. So hopefully, breaking this down a little bit will kind of ease your mind a little bit. And we wanted to start just with some introductions to phase one of the match. You're probably pretty familiar with it, but for those that aren't. Once you have submitted your applications through forecasts, you start to get interviews, you complete your interviews, candidates and programs rank one another. That's technically all part of phase one of the match. So candidates rank all or none of their programs that they interviewed at. Programs can also rank candidates that they interviewed with. After the ranking deadline, which is usually the beginning of March, and we'll go over more a little more specifics with that, the National Matching Service runs an algorithm that matches candidates to their programs. We'll include in the show notes exactly how that algorithm works, but I would also encourage you to jump back to episode three for a deep dive into the National Matching Service and the algorithm with the vice president of the National Matching Service. And several years ago, the match went from a single phase process to a two phase process, phase one and phase two. Historically, after the initial phase one of the match, candidates would enter the scramble and the scramble was kind of the wild, wild west of residency uh, interviews and in that process. But after that phase one and phase two of the match were introduced and I think a a lot has been improved by that process. The new match consists of phase one, you know, the initial match where candidates rank one another, probably what you're familiar with, what you would expect. 
and they go through the mal- matching algorithm. Phase two is basically just an abbreviated version of the match with a very short interview period and matching process. And we'll talk more about phase two in the next episode. So that's phase one and phase two in a nutshell. Sean, do you want to talk a little more about maybe some of the specifics for the timeline of phase one of the match? Yeah, so like you were saying, it's it's abbreviated for phase two. So everything I say, just imagine it being condensed down, and that's going to be your phase two match. So for phase one, the rankings open in February 13th. That's not something to worry about too much. That's just the earliest you can start ranking programs. I mean, you might still be interviewing then, so don't worry too much about that. The one you really want to worry about is March the 2nd. That's the application registration deadline for phase one. That means that's your last date to register, to participate in the match. And then March 3rd is going to be your rank order list deadline. So those are back to back. So March 3rd, 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. After that, you can't submit your rank order list. So try to have it input and set before that date. And then, you know, go back and review it and make sure it's finally submitted on that date. Now, the takes the program, the algorithm, about two weeks to run because they want to make sure it's done accurately. So the results will not come out till March 15th, but usually around 8 a.m. Eastern time. You, so if you're, if you're on the West Coast, you get them really early in the morning. But usually around 8 a.m., you're going to get those results in on March 15th. You're going to see who you matched to or if you didn't match. And then at 12 p.m. that day, For anybody, they're going to show the available positions for phase two. So if you didn't match at 12 p.m., you're going to see that list of programs come out that are open for phase two and see those. And then that's when we'll take over for phase two in the the next episode. Yeah, and I'll just kind of mention, you, you mentioned some specific dates for 2023, but generally the dates that you mentioned fall on the same days of the week for each each year that we do this. So, you know, next year you know, match day will still be on that Wednesday, um, kind of in the middle of March. So you can kind of know what to expect in the future if you're not going through this in 2023. So do you want to briefly mention about some of the phase one statistics from that we've seen from recent years? Yeah, so for phase one, we watched this and I I encourage y'all to get on here and kind of look. I think it's really interesting. They package it really well on the ASHP match website, but we'll put a link in the bottom of the page. You can look at their stats and they've got a nice bar graph at the top that kind of shows you, sorry, line graph at the top that shows you how it's changed over time. Technically, it's been rising every single year in terms of the number of applicants, the number of programs. Until last year, it dipped And we've talked about this on an earlier episode. And then we'll talk about this again when the new stats come out. We kind of see what happens this year. Uh, But if the trend continues, there was a big drop in number of applicants, dropped by about 1,000. And then there was still a rise in the number of available programs. And so what we saw was it became way less competitive. That's great news for you. Way less competitive is great news for you. That means you have a better chance of getting your top programs you have a better chance of securing interviews because there's less there's a less competitive pool and i can tell you just from what i've seen so far as a residency program director we don't have as many people applying to programs at least anecdotally the ones i've seen we're not seeing as many people apply this year 
for interview spots, which makes me think that we are seeing a nice downward trend where this is becoming overall less competitive. Yeah, and if you're in the Twitter space, I've seen a lot of program directors talk about this and a lot of them were surveyed about are they seeing you know, the same amount of candidates, more candidates or fewer. And I think mostly we've seen either the same amount or fewer. So that can kind of echo what you were saying anecdotally. Uh, still more anecdotes, but at least a, a, a larger pool of anecdotes. We'll know for sure when those stats come out on March 15th, and we'll, we'll have an episode dedicated to that if you're having to participate in phase two. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and just dive into maybe some of the thoughts or questions that some of our listeners would be having as they progress through phase one and and some things to think about. So, Sean, is there a strategy to ranking programs for phase one? I, I get this question a lot, and I know it's something that we talk about. Is there a strategy that applicants should be thinking about when they're ranking programs during phase one? Yeah, I think some good tips to follow are you need to think about the places you'd be willing to go. Keep in mind it's a year. Keep in mind, you know, a year is a very short amount of time when you're busy every day. So first tip I have is uh, do you need to think about the places you're willing to go? Don't pick some place that you dread going or you don't want to go to. You don't want to be miserable for a year. So rank places you'd be willing to go to and you could see yourself going to. And keep in mind, it is just a year. And and then you can leave you know no strings attached. So don't be too restrictive there. You don't want to limit your pool. But of, of course, you want this to be a positive experience for you. It's going to be a major part of your life. Uh, I think you need to don't think too hard about it, if I could put it in simple words. Don't try to think, what are they going to put me as and all this stuff? And how are they, how am I going to, if I rank them a certain way, will they rank me the same? They've set up this ranking system. So it's purely based on what you want. You rank them in the order that you prefer and it, and the algorithm runs in your favor. And we have a really good episode with Jonah Parrison. It was like the second episode we did who uh, is over at the actual match system and and he'll tell it doesn't matter if you run the system either way. It's it's going to be about the same for candidates in terms of program preference versus candidate preference. But it's really set to to run for candidate preference. So don't worry about how programs are ranking you. Just rank them. Yeah, so if you have an interview that you maybe think is slightly, you did slightly better at and you maybe don't like that program as much still, don't worry about that. Rank what you would favor it's it's set up in your favor so that episode like you mentioned was uh released back on march 1st of 2021 so definitely go check that one out it uh gets a deep dive into the algorithm that we talk about even if you don't think that your interview went as well but that's the your top program you should still rank them as your top program all right taylor so we know about how the ranking process works are there any red flags you should be looking for during your interview that you should consider in your phase one ranking. Yeah. So like we've said before, during phase one, any program you rank, it's 
a possibility that you're going to end up there. So you want to make sure that you're only ranking programs that you could see yourself at. Look at interactions with the current residents as you interview. Do they seem to get along? Are they interacting with the other pharmacists well? Or is it kind of awkward and there seems to be this tense feeling in the room? That can help give you a lot of clarity in terms of a program that you might want to be at or not. And by that time of the year, you're going to, it's going to be pretty clear. I think everybody's um, got to know each other, how, how people interact. And um, so make sure you take note of that. And that'll give you a lot of insight into how residents are treated and whether or not you're okay with how they're treated. Uh, so just be thinking about that. I think that's the biggest thing is, is be, you want to be thinking about your well-being during that year or possibly two of um, really grueling training. So just be thinking about that. All right. So thinking about, you know, ranking programs, is there a secret sauce in terms of the number that you should rank? What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I think uh, I think 17 every single time. No, I'm just kidding. The, I think, you know, this is a constant thing that comes up uh, in terms of you know, how many should I rank? I, I just see it, it grow every year in students' minds. They're like, well, I, I should rank 15 this year because last year they said they ranked 12 and they wish they ranked more. And then the next year it's like, well, I'm going to rank 20 because they said they ranked 15 and they should have <laughs> ranked more. Or, or whatnot. So I think it, it grows. I don't, I don't think, uh, I think it should start shrinking because of the stats we were talking about earlier. Uh, I don't think there's necessarily a secret sauce. Some apply for 10 and rank, um, you know, less than five. Some apply to three and then rank all three programs. I think don't worry about the number. Think about everything we just told you and think about your interviews. Think about your fit. Is this a place you want to be? Would you be happy there if you if imagine just picture every program picture you got the email that says you've matched with that program how do you think you would feel reading that email is it going to be like yes i'm excited to go there or i made a mistake and if for any reason you think you're going to make a mistake don't rank it and just rank every every program you want there's no charge to rank more or less rank everyone you'd be compatible with that you can see yourself going to and just leave it at that and don't worry about the number what, Taylor, should you do after ranking your programs while you're waiting for the match results? Well, if you partake, then maybe have an adult beverage while you wait. No, you, you've, uh, you've earned it for sure. But, you know, do something to do something to think about something else, um, whether that be, you know, adult beverages or not. I would say keep yourself busy. Ultimately, your goal is still going to be graduating, so you have to think about getting those things done, all the requirements that you have, all the rotation assignments and, and things that you need to do. So be sure to keep yourself busy. That's a good way to kind of keep your mind off of those things as well. I think you also should work towards a mindset to be prepared for whatever happens. You know, we, we talked about like the good news with some of the percentage and, and match rates increasing, but there's still over a fourth of the applicants that 
don't go on to match. And so you need to have a plan for whatever happens. Phase two is a beast. We'll talk about that uh, next episode, but it comes at you quick. So you need to be prepared if that's something that you want to pursue. Or you kind of be thinking about backup plans. And we'll talk more about that um, in the next episode. Uh, One other thing, and I know Sean and I are both big advocates of this, but if you're a preceptor, give your student off the day. They're going to be distracted anyways. Um, So think about matching match day and, you know, let your preceptors know that you're going through it and potentially talk to them and and work out a deal to maybe make up some of the work that you might miss uh, if they give you off on match day. Don't expect it, but, you know, it's a conversation to have with your preceptors yeah and i'd say don't expect it because last year was the first year they switched it to a wednesday from a friday and it once again is on another wednesday and so that's right in the middle of the week which is a really tough time to kind of get these results and this feedback and uh, and do something with it and so it's gonna be very distracting the next two days if you're not successful so talk to your preceptor i agree with that well, I think that's a that's all we want to cover today for phase one. So hope that you found this helpful and let us know and reach out if you have any questions. If you want to continue to hear up-to-date topics from us and our guests, please like and subscribe. You can listen to us for free on your favorite podcast app and check out our show notes below to see links and highlights of the episode. And remember, you can separate and stand out.